Ten years ago, when I was married but not yet a mom, I attended a day-long book proposal workshop that required students to bring a two-page summary. My book proposal was about single motherhood. At the time, I was thinking about becoming a mother and reflecting on my own experience being raised by a single mom. I was also curious about how the divorce surge of the 1970s and 80s played out in our society, how that shaped my generation of kids and the decisions we were making as we became adults. After all, I was adamant I would never become a single mom. I would do better, get married before getting pregnant, and stay married. I'd do things the right way. My interest in single motherhood was one part personal, two parts journalistic. The idea was nice, said the workshop leader. He smiled and was kind. Like many projects I've considered throughout my life, after the workshop, I parked this one in a digital file on my hard drive and forgot about it. Fast forward a few short years, and my interest in single motherhood was reignited. This time, it was zero parts journalistic, 1,000 parts full-on personal. Despite every single proclamation to the contrary, I found myself as a single mom. For a long time, I was alternately livid, confused, overwhelmed, accepting, and thrilling in that role, a process that I would have seen countless women go through in my work, which is now committed to the empowerment of single mothers. My story is unique. Yours is too. Women come to the role of unmarried motherhood by way of divorce, breakup, incarceration, death of the other parent, unexpected pregnancy, and increasingly, by choice. Life as a single mother runs the rainbow too. Maybe you have a beautiful co-parenting relationship with your ex, who lives a few blocks away and whom you consider your best friend, and you regularly go for mani-pedis with his new wife. Or, more statistically likely, your child's father is barely in the picture, or not at all. Perhaps you were the one who chose to leave a more or less decent relationship because you just weren't happy, or maybe your partner stunned you and your family and friends by admitting to having another family. Perhaps relations are amicable, or maybe you do weekend switch off at the police station, owning to a restraining order or two. Your journey may involve abuse, addiction, mental illness, or an insane court battle. If you are in a relatively happy relationship with your child's dad, there are also likely great memories of time together, shared hope, and plans for a future. Maybe you swore you never wanted kids, but found yourself pregnant and really happy about it, or not, and that is okay. Maybe you always dreamed of that great guy, the four-bedroom house, the dog, two kids, and the two-parent family vacations and holidays, but now you're doing it solo in a one-bedroom apartment. We all have one thing in common. Plan A didn't work out. Single moms tend to have a lot more in common, too. Money stresses, gut-wrenching loneliness, overwhelm, social isolation, feeling of shame for not giving our kids a perfect family, family pressure to remarry yesterday, no readily available sexual outlet, fear of messing up our kids, fear of never finding romantic love again. In this book, I share my own journey, as well as that of other women who have embraced their single motherhood on their own terms. This is a book of lessons on contending with the fact that sometimes in life, your plan A does not work out. But plan B, or maybe plan C, D, Q, Z, 
can be really surprisingly, stunningly amazing. My plan A was looking pretty decent, so much so that in the spring of 2009, a thought flitted through my mind. Everything is so good, what could go wrong? After all, my life seemed exactly as, well, no, better than, I had dreamed it would be when I was growing up in the small Illinois town of Sycamore, raised by a smart and capable but stressed-out, poor, single mom of three. Now, at the age of 32, I was living my dream of being a writer in New York City. My ambitious, creative husband and I were drunk on adoration for our year-old daughter, brimming with plans for our family's future. Friends have since told me that from the outside, it all looked wonderful, and in many very real ways, it was. We had bought and remodeled a lovely large pre-war apartment. We traveled the globe. We threw dinner parties. We saved for retirement and college. We signed up for Mommy and Me music classes, and we hung a vintage mid-century mobile above our daughter's crib. I discovered that I had married the type of guy who would get up in the night with a baby and change endless diapers. Both my husband and I grew up in divorced families, raised by single moms. We both vowed to give our daughter more. We were doing it. We were winning. I was winning. In so many ways, it was wonderful. But then a call came. I was at a writer's conference in Manhattan. The general number from the news network where my husband was a photographer was familiar. There were four missed calls. My husband was not in town. He was in Greece on assignment. There was an accident, my husband's boss said when I finally got through. He fell off a cliff. They are trying to get him on an airplane to Athens. You need to get on a plane and go there now. The words did not fully register but I understood it was bad. It was. 